Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, a crowd-driven, crowd-funded feature where I answer your questions on political philosophy, economics, history, culture, all those things that matter to us in our common life together as citizens. And today's question comes from Dave, and he's picking up on uh, an Ask the Professor that I did some months ago, where I talked about the very familiar libertarian world's smallest political quiz that plots your political beliefs not on one right-to-left axis, but on two. One of the axes being how much economic freedom you favor, and the other being how much social freedom you favor. I think it's a very illuminating quiz, but some years back, attending a seminar on fascism at York University, I was prompted to suggest that there should be a third axis, and that was lawful versus lawless. Because there are people who hold fairly strong views on a number of issues, but are willing to see things settled through peaceful means and rational debate. And there are others who hold similar kinds of views on economics or social matters, but who are willing to take to the streets and force their views on other people. And I think it is very unfair to lump together the two groups, whether you're talking about you know, left-wing anarchists, maybe, versus... Uh, less violently disruptive left-wing people who might share the same ideas about how the economic system ought to operate but aren't willing to go out and smash windows or on the right of course the fascists who have a lot in common with populists but it's not fair to call populists fascists unless and until they show that they are in fact willing to break the law. So Dave says okay the world's smallest political quiz has five questions on each. What would my five questions be for lawful versus lawless? And again, he promised me to digress immediately, which is one of my hobbies, so I will, because he points out that for a lot of libertarians, there's a very strong distinction between law and legislation, that they are believers in natural law, and they do not think that everything is legitimate just because it was passed by a legislature. And I agree with him about that, up to a point. Obviously, things that were enacted by the Reichstag under Hitler had the form of law, just as things that are enacted by the Chinese Communist Parliament have the form of law, but they are lawless, in part because they are not reached through fair processes, but also in part simply because they deprive people of fundamental rights. And for many of us, if the law, man-made law, is not an attempt to correspond to some higher law, whether you call it God's law or just natural law, uh, then it has no real moral validity. On what basis would you ever criticize an existing law if there weren't some ideal standard that you thought we all had some sort of access to and agreed on to some extent? Uh, for, take an obvious, and I think today a non-controversial example, a law that mandates that a certain group in the population may be enslaved is not a legitimate law even if it's passed by legislators fairly elected by a majority, which couldn't happen today, but could happen at certain points in the past. And then you face a difficult challenge about what you're going to do about the fact that not only the law, but it seems like the voters are in some very important way illegitimate. So, having thus digressed, I will now attempt to digress and come back to the question. What five questions would indicate whether a person who does or does not favor the minimum wage, who is or is not in favor of gay marriage, is on the high end of the lawful or the high end of the lawless scale. And I think at least one of the questions is pretty obvious. Is it okay to murder somebody because their views are different than yours? That's a very lawless question. You wouldn't get a lot of people saying it was in principle, 
Although a surprising number of people have throughout history been willing to do it in practice. Anyway, let you know if you're way out there on the extreme. A slightly less extreme question, but I suggest to you that it really is a good measure of lawlessness. Are you prepared to use force to shut down an event if you disapprove of the views that are being expressed there? They call it deplatforming, but it's one thing to deplatform somebody by saying, thank you for your application, but we do not wish to have you come and speak at our college or we're not going to rent you this facility, public or private. It's quite another if somebody has a lawful permit and then you show up and bang gongs, block the entrance, smash a window, show up with a garrote, things of that sort. So I think that's a very strong measure of lawlessness whether you're going to do that. My next question maybe is a bit more controversial, but it takes up the point that Dave raised about whether it's really lawful versus whether it's simply legislated. What some people have suggested the distinction is whether you have rule of law, that is laws that make some effort to conform to a higher code, versus rule by law, where whatever loathsome thing you're going to do, you pass a law. And I would put hate speech laws in that category. Do you or do you not approve of hate speech laws? Because the essence of a hate speech law is this. It says, we think you shouldn't be allowed to express an opinion that we find unpleasant, where, even if it creates no imminent danger of anyone coming to harm. You know, there is the rule against shouting fire in a crowded theater or else inciting a mob to commit violence against somebody. And those are laws that in some sense contravene the general presumption in favor of free speech, but they do it because they create a danger that real legitimate physical harm will come to somebody before there's a chance for cooler heads to prevail. So I think that that is a good third question. Do you or do you not support hate speech laws? Uh, and, and again, I recognize that some people might say, oh no, but it's perfectly lawful whether the hate speech laws are created or whether they're not. My second question, or my fourth question that is, I'm, I'm working, counting my way down, in a system that is legitimate, because in Nazi Germany, it seems to me, you'd be under no obligation to obey the laws. It might be prudent to pretend to obey them while you sought to organize resistance to Hitler's regime, smuggle Jews to safety or whatever other thing you did in obedience to this higher law that we all know exists, especially in a crisis like that, whether we can find the courage and clarity to act on it or not. Uh, so my second question is, in a legitimate system, such as exists in Canada or the United States or Britain for all its political annoyances, is it legitimate to break the law in order to try to change the law? Would you obstruct something? Would you engage in some kind of passive, uh, peaceful disobedience? And then my last question, it's a variant of, or it's related to the one I just asked. Would you engage in peaceful disobedience and insist on being punished? Because one of the very odd things about uh, what peaceful disobedience in our society nowadays, and there is a good deal of that as well as some of the more obnoxious kind of Occupy stuff, that people will break the law. They'll, you know, they'll boycott, not, not boycott, they will... Um, they will trespass, they will blockade, they will do these kinds of things, and then they will express indignation that they are being punished for it. Where someone like Martin Luther King or Gandhi would insist not only in openly defying the law, but they would demand that they be punished. 
in order to say, I want you to follow the law to the letter unless you're willing to admit that punishing me is such a moral absurdity that the law itself needs to be changed. So there are my five questions. Would you engage in peaceful disobedience and insist on being punished? Would you engage in peaceful disobedience and expect not to be punished? Do you support hate speech laws? Are you willing to use force to shut down an event if you don't approve of what's being said there? And would you injure or murder an opponent? And I think those give us a pretty good measure of where you are on the lawful versus lawless axis. And of obviously I would hope that even if you have strong disagreements with people on the other axes, on the economic freedom questions or on the social freedom questions, we can all agree that no matter how congenial someone might be on those two measures, if they're out on the lawless end of the axis, we ought to repudiate them and insist that they be dealt with firmly by the law, even while recognizing that in some respects, the law as made by humans is not in proper conformity to the natural law and that through peaceful debate, intelligent discussion and voting, we're gonna to try to make legislation more like law in Dave's natural law sense. Now, as I said, Ask the Professor is crowd-driven. That means I'm dependent upon your questions and comments. If you'd like to submit one, here's the URL that will let you do it. It's also crowd-supported in the sense that I'm dependent on your funding. So if you're not already a backer of this or my other work, click here, go to my website, make a one-time or monthly pledge to sustain Ask the Professor and all the other things that I do. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time.